What's up guys, Olin here with MMA Anomaly, another episode for you. Um, this, this episode is going to be basically going over UFC Columbus, which happened yesterday, assuming you're tuning in on the day that this comes out, which is Sunday. Um, so yeah, anyways, jumping right into the card, um, I'm just going to do a quick one through of it. It was not nearly uh, as exciting of a card, in my opinion, as like UFC London, especially not for casual fans or, you know, people who, in my opinion, like haven't trained and or don't really enjoy the, the chess matches of MMA. I say that because on UFC London, we had, I think, all but two of the fights uh, end up being finishes, whereas it was the polar opposite for UFC Columbus, right? We ended up having... I think all but two fights end up uh, going to decision. So basically, I mean, it, it was a it was a very fun card. I enjoyed it. I actually went back and rewatched it this morning. And uh, yeah, that being said, we'll go ahead and start. I'm not going to go through every fight. Uh, I am going to go through each fight that I personally enjoyed the most overall on the card. Uh, so we'll go ahead and start closer to the bottom and move our way up. Um, starting at the bottom, we had uh, up-and-comer Manon Fioro, and I really hope that I didn't butcher her name. She, as always, very impressive. Um, I think she could definitely work on her stand-up game a little bit, but as far as her Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and her wrestling game goes, uh, I, I think she's definitely someone to watch out for. She's going to be an up-and-coming name, and I, I do see her rising up the rankings in her weight class uh, respectively quick. All right, up next we had uh, Chris Gutierrez going up against Dana Batgirl. Yeah, his name is Dana Batgirl. I want to see him do so well just so that, you know, people know the name Dana Batgirl and he becomes a household name. Uh, that being said, didn't go well for him last night um, or yesterday afternoon rather. It was a kind of early card. Anyways, uh, Chris Gutierrez ended up putting it on him. He ended up getting the second round TKO. Beautiful finish. I definitely recommend watching that one back. Um, and I look forward to seeing who they end up putting both of these guys up against next because they're both exciting fighters to watch, in my opinion. Up next, we had Vyazhaslav Borshev versus Mark Diakese or Diakese. Um, and I, I personally thought Slava Claus was going to go out there and end up doing his thing and, and really putting on a clinic, putting the pressure on uh, Mark Diakese and, and putting him away. But did not happen. Apparently, uh, Mark is a wrestler now. So Mark went out there and landed 11 takedowns on Slava Claus. And my goodness, um, I mean, his wrestling looked really good. Uh, casuals will say, oh, he's a boring fighter now. But I mean, he was fighting for his job. If you were fighting for your job out there, would you go out there and do something that's dangerous, like striking with somebody that could possibly put you away? Or would you go out there if you thought you had the wrestling acumen to do what he did? and land those 11 takedowns, suffocate him with pressure and end up getting the decision win. I really, really doubt any of you guys watching would end up going out there and, and putting your pride first and, and just striking with the guy and putting yourself at more of a risk of losing your job and losing your next paycheck, right? Uh, losing half of your paycheck. We all know these fighters get 50% to show, the other 50% to win, right? So basically, Mark put it on him, he landed 11 takedowns and he came away with that win and hopefully extended his job with the UFC, right? Up next, we had Max Griffin against Neil Magny. And uh, as me and my buddy Ian were talking about this morning, you know, Neil Magny's gonna Neil Magny. He ends up going out there, getting tagged early, and then just out-cardios the, the opponent he's going against, no matter who it is. 
And that's why I really think him and Kamzat Shamaev would be a really good fight. Really good fight. Like, I think that would be fight of the night for sure. No matter which one guy, which, which guy wins that fight, I think Neil Magny versus Kamzat Shamaev would end up being a banger of a fight for fans. Um, that being said, like I said, Neil Magny is going to Neil Magny, right? He went out there, he you know, got tagged a little bit early, and then just outworked his opponent, outcardioed his opponent, and proved that he is incredibly tough to put away, and he's just as tough to actually get a win over. So great job for Neil Magny. He ended up getting the decision win, and uh, as always, loved his performance. Look forward to seeing him put it on his next opponent, whoever that poor soul may be. Up next, we had, uh, for me, the fight that I was most excited about watching and most looking forward to, Kai Kara France going up against Askar Askarov, who up until Saturday was undefeated in the UFC. Um, Askar Askarov has looked like an absolute terror. His wrestling game has been uh, incredible to watch. He always shows so much finesse in his takedowns and seems like he's always a step ahead of his opponent whenever it comes to the grappling. When it came to Askar Askarov versus Kai Karafrantz, Karafrantz's hand speed was one thing to look out for, and his takedown defense. His takedown defense was super sharp. Um, obviously, the first round was not the best thing in the world for him, because if you watched the fight, you saw that Askar Askarov ended up getting his back and literally just sticking to it like glue. He got the body triangle, just wrapped around him, was on it while he was standing up, kept fighting his arms around him, trying to get the rear naked choke while standing, or rather while Kai was standing. And I mean, Kai literally carried his whole, the whole of his body weight for I think at least two and a half, maybe three minutes of round one, just carrying around the cage. And he survived that round. And then, uh, you know, when, when Askar fell off, or got off of him when the round ended, apparently when it cut to commercial, Askar pushed him. And I mean, that that's a sign of, in my opinion, that's not being like, oh, I whooped, I whooped your ass. I'm gonna shove you. No, that's kind of like frustration because I think he really wanted to put him away when he was wrapped around him that whole round, right? Um, by all rights, anybody else, he probably would have done, he probably would have put him away in that first round. But Kai Kara fronts, he, he kept defending, he was still a little, you know, little pitter-patter shots to the back, or to the uh, to the head, just be a back fist. And honestly, his defense of the rear naked choke was really, really nice. When it came to the second round, he came out like a man on a mission. He was on fire. He was landing uppercuts, he was landing straights, and he looked so fast on the feet. Uh, and then from there on, the, the takedown defense was there. Like I said, when Asgard would shoot, he would sprawl. Um, or he would make him pay whenever he'd shoot as well. Like he'd land uppercuts, he'd, he'd get out of range. He, he, made, he made him miss and he made him pay. And when it came down to the third round, obviously both guys came in, kind of how Kai came in in the second round, right? Like, okay, it's one-to-one. -one. Whoever wins this round wins the fight. And I really did think... That I, I read people online saying that it was a robbery. I highly disagree with that. I think you should go back and watch that. Maybe mute the commentary because I did feel like the commentary was slightly biased in favor of Askar Askarov. I think Kai Kara France did everything he needed to do to win that fight. I think the takedown defense was there. I think he put out more work. And I think Mac Malley said it best. Uh, I'm going to misquote him here, but he said something to the tune of, if one fighter points to the center of the octagon and says, let's go, and the other guy immediately shoots for a takedown after that, the guy that pointed to the center of the octagon should win that round 10-8. Let me know what you think in the comments below. I 100% agree with that, right? Like, one guy's there to fight, the other guy's not, right? Um, I mean, I get that Asgard's a wrestler, but there's 10 seconds left. What are you going to do with the takedown? You're, I mean, it's, it's down to this. Go for it. 
show as you want it. Like, as soon as he shot for that takedown, the entirety of the crowd was booing in Columbus. And how did Kaikar France get Columbus, Ohio, to chant for him the way that he did? My goodness. Like, who knew he had so many fans all the way from, where is he from, New Zealand? All the way over in Columbus, Ohio. So good for you, Kaikar France. Absolutely incredible performance. Your stock only rises. And I think the next thing for you is a title shot, realistically. Just wait for the title shot. You can, you can wait now. Like, you don't have to just take the next fight. You've earned the title shot. Now, that last fight is the one that I was most looking forward to going into the fight card. Uh, however, fight of the night, in my opinion, is either, is either that one or uh, the next one we're going to talk about, which is Brown versus Barbarina. My goodness. Um, Matt, the immortal Brown, again, just proves he is immortal, right? He, he, uh, Brand Barbarina was nailing, nailing him with big shots. He was throwing overhands, nasty straights, nasty combinations, hitting him to the body really hard, and he couldn't put Matt away. Um, Matt was cut up really bad. I think the cut actually happened in the first round when they were on the ground exchanging some blows. And again, great wrestling match, great grappling match, even better stand-up match. These guys were throwing hands and feet and elbows. They were both just trying to take each other's head off out there. And I think that was a fight for the fans, right? Any fan, whether they've watched a thousand fights or they've watched no fights, they can watch that fight and be like, oh, this is a lot of fun. This is a really fun fight. So highly recommend that if you haven't watched that fight yet, um, go, go watch that fight now, please. Um, I will try and throw a couple clips of the fights up in this video. Uh, if you don't see the clips in the background, I apologize. It's because I tried to upload it and I got one of those copyright things, but we will see. Um, either way, I obviously don't own the rights to any of the fights. I'm just showing them as a fan and doing breakdowns. So anyways, uh, moving forward into the next fight, we had Alexa Grasso versus Joanne Wood, um, formerly known as Joanne Calderwood. And I gotta be honest, I really thought that this fight was gonna be closer than it was. Um, it was three minutes and 57 seconds into the very first round. From start to finish, Alexa Grasso came out there like she was really fighting to try to try and earn a title shot. Um, she went out there, she, she put it on her on the feet. Her hands were looking crispy as usual. She just looked a step ahead of Joanne the entire fight. Every time Joanne would come in, she'd get out of range and land her own thing. Alexa didn't really eat a bunch of damage at all. Um, and every time Joanne would come in, she would end up landing heavy. She sunk in a takedown, and honestly, the, the takedown that she got was really weird. Again, I'll try and throw a clip up in the uh, video. If you don't see the clip, I apologize, but I'll do my best to, to basically describe it. So, um, essentially, Joanne threw an elbow, and that elbow connected a little bit, but connected with her back turned to, to Grasso. Grasso got one arm around her torso, right? Um, not really a, a big van like advantage hold. She didn't have like a clasp of hands or anything like that. She just had one arm around her and she basically turned out. And then as soon as that didn't work and she got one leg, it looked like positioned behind. She got her, her left leg positioned behind, I believe the right leg of Joanne. And the second she got that leg behind hers, she misdirected, changed direction, right? So she was going in, switched to going out and then boom, had her flop right over her leg. I mean, it could have ended up bad for Alexa, right? But she basically like sat her down in her lap and that gave her back control. 
And that's how it led to a rear naked choke. Um, beautiful, beautiful work. Just absolutely beautiful work for Alexa Grasso. I think what's next for her is either a title shot or a title contender shot. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing who they would pair her against if it's not a title shot. But whoever she fights next, if she gets one more win, that girl deserves a title shot, 100%. Let me know what you think in the comments below. Um, if not her, who? Uh, or rather, if not a title shot for her, who do you think she should fight next? I would love to hear your thoughts. Moving into the last fight on the card, the uh, main event was Curtis Razor Blades versus Chris the Cop Dacus. That should really be his nickname. Um, and my gosh, it was going really, really good for both fighters in the first round, right? Like, Chris was landing heavy shots. Going into the fight, I thought Razor Blades was going to win it. I thought that he was going to out-wrestle Chris, and yeah, I just thought that Blades had everything he needed to win. However, I didn't realize that he was going to look so sharp on the feet compared to Dawkins. They were exchanging on the feet, and again, when they started throwing at first, I was like, oh man, this is going to be really bad for Dawkins, right? But then I saw Dawkins kind of eat a couple of Blades' biggest shots, and not really smile, but just shrug him off, which is even better than smiling. Because when you're smiling, you're trying to hide that you're hurt, right? Shrugging him off is like, all right, whatever, he hit me. Um, and not only would he shrug him off, but he'd shrug him off and then land his own, right? He would clip him a little bit. So it was looking like it could be anybody's fight. And I was really excited going into the second. But my God, Ugh. Blades landed a just a, a quick shot that in slow motion, it was super super devastating to see, right? You see Dawkins' like whole head go back. And then when he lands on his knees, he just ate a shotgun to the face, right? Um, Blades just came in, hit him with a short uppercut as soon as he landed on his knees. And then from there, he landed a couple of unnecessary shots as well. Uh, I personally think that Herb Dean probably could have stopped that fight three or four shots before he did, but Blades continued to pour it on him. Literally got launched off of uh, Dawkins by Herb Dean. And yeah, amazing job. I think Curtis Blades has more than proved his worth in the heavyweight division. And I really look forward to seeing who they pair him up against next. I think it's, again, just like Grosso, it's got to either be a title shot or a title contender shot. I do think if it's an interim title shot, I don't know if it should be against Surreal Ghana or against Tom Aspinall, though. Again, uh, would love to hear your thoughts on that below. Uh, one more honorable mention before we cut to the, the usual credits. I just want to say amazing job to Demetrius Johnson over in one uh, on the 1X card, which was a really fun card as well. Definitely recommend watching that if you haven't seen that. Um, he ended up going against a Muay Thai legend in Rotang and survived the first Muay Thai round, but not only survived a, a Muay Thai round against him, but held his own. He was holding his own against Rotang in a Muay Thai round. And then the second it ended up changing into Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse's realm, he submitted him. And I don't want to sound like a jerk, but he made it look easy. So Demetrius Johnson, shout out to you. You are a legend. As always, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, make sure you've done all those things. Please comment. That's like one of the biggest things. It helps with the algorithm. It helps with reach. And it honestly helps me with content and uh, knowing where to go next. So please let me know what you thought of the video below and any feedback, constructive criticism is always welcome. I love it. I look forward to it. And uh, please send me more fan videos. That way I can do some different topics and uh, talk about different fighters or moments. Thanks again. Love all of you guys. Love all the support and enjoy the fights. Enjoy the hostilities, man. Later.